I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. Podcast. Three, two, one. What's up? <laughs> hey everyone, and welcome back to the Every Comedy in 2007 podcast. Hello. We watched another one. <laughs> we did it. We, we did, did what we said we'd do. We did what we set out to do, which was watch a comedy movie in 2007, and we did it. We have succeeded. And it was funny. It was funny. It was a, a it was very a nice movie. refresher from. Epic movie. Oh, God. Yeah, you remember how that was our last one we did? Yeah, we were... When I was like, CJ, you want to come over and record a podcast? And he was like, sure. I was like, can we please do an actually good movie? I beg of you. I I need something to refresh. It was so bad. It was so bad. So, we decided to watch Knocked Up. Yes, we did. Which was very good. It was a feel-good comedy and I liked it, and it made me happy. <laughs> I think everything that Epic Movie did not have, Knocked Up did. Yes. Like, for instance, you know, just to throw one thing out there, a plot. Mm. You know what it, they did have in common, though? Pregnant people. Because Hermione was pregnant. And you know what they also did have in common? What? Boobs. A lot of boobs. A lot of boobs. There were boobs. But these were these were boobs, I guess, done in the right way. It was kind of more like shock value. I guess because it is... Because it was through plot? It is a, a plot point that they are making a website in which they, they track in what movies, like, actresses are showing their boobs or showing nudity, and then they, like, put it on a website... Telling you at what points in the movie they do, so that you see a lot of these movies that they're talking about, a lot of bulbs. All right, so we uh, we need to explain what this movie is because we yeah. saw Knocked Up. Yeah, we saw Knocked Up. It is a 2007 comedy uh, directed by Judd Apatow, and I think written and also produced by yeah, him. I think it's all him. It's all him, starring and it's Seth starring Rogen. Seth Rogen and Katherine Heigl as the main characters, but. Honestly, it was a star-studded cast. It was all of his friends from Freaks and Geeks. So like everyone had like one scene where they everyone could just had a do scene. It themselves. Yeah, it was just kind of like Judd Apatow called up all of his friends and he was like, "You want to be in a movie really quick?" And they were like, "Oh, yeah, I got like fifteen minutes." It for some of like the doctor yeah. scenes. Yeah, they're like, Novak was. Did yeah. he did he have one line? He had like two where he was hitting on Katherine Heigl and asking yes. if she was single. Yes. Um. But the plot of the movie is that uh, Seth Rogen uh, and Katherine Heigl meet one night at a club. Katherine Heigl is a like straight-laced, career-based... A career a woman. A career woman. CJ has never heard the, uh, the term career woman until this day when I described it. And then later, he looked at the back of the, the DVD and box. And I also said it. It said career woman. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so she's very like straight laced and career oriented, and she's like a journalist for E News, and she just got promoted to be like on screen talent. Uh, and then Seth Rogen is just like a total burnout loser. Seth who, Rogen is Seth Rogen. He's just Seth Rogen. Smoking basically. pot with a bunch of buddies. Smoking pot with his buddies. Jason Segal. Mm-hmm. Is it Jason Segal or Jason Segal? I go, I switch back and forth. Because Don't tell anyone. Because isn't Jason Segal the action hero? I kind of just assume he's his dad. And I can say <laughs> the name the same way. I don't know. In my head canon, they're related. Oh, so. that's beautiful. I don't know. So <laughs> there's also Jonah Hill. Yeah, I'm picturing and... an action movie with Jay- with both of them. Oh, it'd be amazing. That would be so cute, like son, father and son. Seagal trying... and Seagull. Seagull and Seagull. <laughs> Fighting. Fighting crime and fighting over the last french fry on the beach. Jason Seagal is the lovable oaf who's new to fighting crime while his father, Jason Seagal... Yes. uh, He's a retired assassin, kung fu master, and uh, Jason Seagal's old... Kung fu Jason Seagal's old... uh, Enemies have come back to take revenge. Oh, and you know what? What? The two never really met each other. Oh! And they find out because... You know what they one has been going by Seagull and the other one's been going by Seagull and they finally meet. It's oh a whole father son dynamic. And of then like, they don't know how to correctly pronounce n- their their last names either. And so it's like a recurring bit in the movie. Whenever anyone addresses them, they say like Mister Seagull, and the other one corrects them, going Seagull. Seagull. Oh. But then Mister Seagull and the other one would correct Seagull. Somebody write this. Nobody's allowed to take this idea. I'm gonna. We're gonna uh, write it. We are talking to you. <laughs> Mr. Apatow. Yes. I know how you like using all them. I know how you like stealing ideas, Judd. Come on, Judd. Judd? Judd, this one's our idea. <laughs> this one's ours. We know how much you like to listen we watch to Nocta. obscure podcasts. Judd. <laughs> Judd? It's ours, okay? Uh, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, anyway, so... The plot. The plot of the movie. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Seth Rogen and his buddies, Jason Siegel slash Seagal, Jonah Hill, Jay Barrichell, and Martin... Oh, God, I can't remember his last Scorsese. name. Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Uh, You're doing was... amazing with all these names. Holy crap. Yeah, you know, I'm so bad with names until I'm in the moment, and I'm like, oh, yeah. He looked at me at one... CJ looked at me and goes, who's that guy? I'm like, Jay Barrichell. And he's like, oh. And I'm like, okay. That's so impressive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I'm I can't remember anybody's names ever in my life except for celebrities, I guess. I mean, that's <laughs> an awesome like little fact. Little factoid. Little ability. <laughs> you want to continue? I'm sorry, I keep cutting off. It's okay. Uh, and he lives with all of his buddies in a house um, where they all just kind of get high and they don't have jobs and they just kind of live off of nine hundred dollars. Um, because and- Seth Rogen. Once got ran over by a mail truck in yes. Canada. Yes. And so he got 14 grand from it. And yes. he's been riding that money off ever and since. And then left Canada illegally and came here. Wait, they never addressed that again. Yeah. Does he have to go through immigration? Trump's going to kick him out. He's If we continued going down this road of this, he's getting kicked out of the country now. Well, if the wall is built, then he's going to be stuck inside. Oh, he's stuck inside. Damn. There's not a Canadian wall. There's, it's just a matter of time. That's 2020 <laughs> for you. That's the 2020 platform. Oh, no. Ew. Ugh. I don't want to think about that. So um, they get knocked so up. So they get knocked up. They both go to a club on the same night. They meet each other. Seth Rogen's like delightfully goofy and cute. And the two of them hit it off and get drunk. And uh, he 
they have sex without a condom, and then she gets knocked up. Uh, and then they, the whole rest of the movie is them trying to navigate a relationship between the two, even though they just met. Yeah. And they're trying to, like, both be ready to be parents while also trying to fall in love and... They have a rocky relationship, and you know that whole romantic comedy bit. There's a whole comparison between Katherine Heigl's sister and her yes, husband, who's Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd and Judy Greer is her sister, right? Is it Judy Greer? No, Leslie no. Mann. Leslie Mann, yeah. <laughs> Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Who looked you? Yes. Uh, and their relationship is like rocky, to is, say the least. Yeah, and they've been married for a few years because yeah. they have two kids, and they also yeah. had a similar thing where they got married because uh, she got pregnant. Yeah. And Paul Rudd just wants some time alone and to not be bothered with his wife and his kids. So he lies and says that he's going off to do fun things. But in No, hold on. No, 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 no. Fun things? It's... <laughs> Fantasy baseball he, is no, not a fun thing. No, he lies that he's going oh, to do fun okay. things. He All lies right. that he's going to like a concert or he's like doing things with work friends or whatever, but in actuality, he has a, fan- a fantasy baseball league and he thinks that his wife is going to get mad for some reason? That she's going to... That he's going to go to the... Fan- that was very confusing. I think fantasy baseball is the worst of all fantasies. <laughs> is it really? I don't I, know about okay, so any like, fantasy sports leagues. No, no, no. I'm, I'm throwing in D&D with that. Okay. <laughs> I think I think fantasy football and D&D kind of... You I know, can see there's it. arguments for both sides. I can definitely see some dragons on a football field right now. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah I hope they do good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Any other fantasy sport, you know, fine, give it to him. Fantasy baseball, I. Uh... You can't picture a dragon with a baseball bat? I feel like that'd be kind of cute. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying the actual thing of fantasy baseball yeah, is fantasy... just. So he's in a fantasy baseball <sighs> league and he lies to her and she thinks that she's cheating on him. Uh, are cheating on her. So uh, Leslie Mann and Katherine Heigl and Seth Rogen all go to spy on him. And in actuality, they catch him and he's doing like a fantasy baseball league. And he's like, Paul Rudd's like, I wasn't going to tell you because I thought you'd be mad at me. So I just lied that I'm going to concerts and stuff. I'm like, I feel like she, she would be mad at you regardless. He was very, you know how there's like only like three styles of Paul Rudd? Mm-hmm. He was being very dickish Paul Rudd. He was dickish nihilistic, no emotion. But I'll tell you what, he's still a handsome man. <laughs> a lot of handsome men in this movie. <laughs> Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. Which Seth one do you Rogen. pick? Oh, Paul Rudd. In that movie, Paul Rudd, because Seth Rogen hasn't hit his hot puberty yet. Seth Rogen is in the hot, the peak of hot right I now. I want to learn more about this. I'm sorry, folks, <laughs> but we're going to put the plot on the side. It, like, in general, yeah. Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd, who would you pick? Oh, no, that's hard. In general, yeah. That's you have to hard. take all their good and all their bad. I, We're talking I, friends, know, Paul Rudd. Because the thing is, you got to think long term. Paul Rudd will never age. He's going to die looking the same way that he has since he was 15, which, I'm sure. Which is good, Yes, right? that's okay. good. Okay. But Seth Rogen is aging like a fine wine. So we can only oh. just get better from here, you know? So I'm look, I'm picturing it as like a, a graph. Yeah. So Paul like, Rudd is almost exponential. Paul, like, yeah. Paul Rudd, he's he's been hot since... Like, I've had a crush on him since I saw him in Clueless. The boy's <laughs> been hot forever. It hasn't stopped, and it apparently will not stop because it's been like 25 fucking years since Clueless, and the man looks exactly the same. Meanwhile, Seth Rogen has always been a little cutie, but then now you look at him and you're like... 
Damn, Seth Rogen, like, got real hot. I'm going to be real honest. I don't know anyone else that has that opinion on Seth Rogen. Really? You don't know anybody that thinks Seth Rogen's hot? A little cutie? Not even that. A little cutie? He was such a little cutie. He's one of them funny ha-has. Especially but... in the, in this movie, he was a little cutie. Well, I mean, yeah, I can, I can see that yeah. as the character he plays. But in general... No, just in I general. I've never, I never hear, like... I think it's the voice. I like his voice. I think it's delightful. What? It, it makes me happy. I would say his voice is my... Might be like, what if his worst fastest? That laugh is pretty bad. But it's delightful. I love the guy. It's, I it's love in, Seth Rogen. It's infectious. <laughs> Wait, I can't even do the laugh. No, because he's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's infectious. It's a great laugh, it's but it's great. not. It's not like. I it's a funny laugh. No, I it's not like a romantic I don't, laugh. I don't sit there. What is a romantic laugh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's not just like, oh, he's got a sexy laugh, because he definitely doesn't. It's just infectious and delightful, and that's very attractive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I get it on that yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So at the end of the day, yeah. you have the two, yeah. all their goods, all their bads. Ugh, Who do you I pick? Know, I can't pick, dude. It's you can't like, have them both, Alexa. No, I can't. Paul, okay. You, surprise, you're on The Bachelorette. <laughs> Oh, no. You went through like 20-something episodes. Ugh. It's the season finale. Is John Paul Jones there? <laughs> Did you want him to be the third contender? Yeah, I'm Is not going to pick him, but he's just, it's just nice that he's there. You're on a beach setting. You're okay. on a pedestal. You're wearing... Uh, what, what kind of dress are you wearing? Oh, definitely. Like I mean, don't they wear black or no? I, I, I don't know. I've never watched The Bachelor. I just watch Bachelor clips that CJ sends me. I hate that I've watched more of it than you. <laughs> I do. I really I've hate it. I've never watched a full episode of The Bachelor. And I just I watch all of the clips that CJ sends me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a dark time yeah. for me. <laughs> but you're The Bachelorette. I mean, no, you're I'm wearing, wearing the dress. I'm wearing a sparkly dress like Ariel does at the end of The Little Mermaid. Hell yeah. My hair looks great and I've got a rose. So on in front of you is a table with one rose that you have to give to the three men. Mm-hmm. To your left is Seth Rogen, wearing all. They're all up in their formal attire. Oh, they're attire. all looking good. Yeah, Seth Rogen, clean cut. Mm. Paul Rudd with his dashing smile. Mm-hmm. John, John Paul, Paul Jones, Paul Jones <laughs> with his big goofy grin and his hair. And to he the also side. has a crazy, la- crazy laugh where he's like, oh. <laughs> he does. He does. Those are your men, and they're all waiting eagerly to see who you pick. I guess. Like, who do you give the rose? I guess I'm gonna go with Paul Rudd just because I've loved him for longer. I you when you said Paul for a second, I thought you meant John, John Paul, Paul Jones. John Paul Rudd. John Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> it's the you give it to thing. Paul Rudd. I think I'd give it to Paul Rudd just because okay. I think I think I've been loyal to him for so long. But he okay. All right. So much longer than Seth Rogen, but I'm going to miss Good to him. know. I'm glad you were actually able to come to a decision. Yeah, I'm surprised too. But like when I closed my eyes, he was the first face to come to, <laughs> to come into my brain. So I don't know. CJ, who would you choose? With those three? With those three. I think, because if I'm going to spend the rest of my life with the person, I think Seth Rogen would be more enjoyable. Mm. Like he'd be able to have more fun. I think, though, you have to remember that Paul Rudd is a low-key lunatic. Yeah, no, you're right. So, like, he's, he, a mar- he's, he's very surprising. Like, he, everything's going to be surprising. He's, at the same time, a Marvel superhero. Yes. And a side character from Friends. Oh, my God. There's not a lot friends. of those combinations. No. 
Do you imagine David Swimmer in a Marvel movie? (laughs) (laughs) David Swimmer as the swimmer. He's the Marvel Aquaman. He's an Aquaman. No, he'd be a villain. Got a load of this guy. David Schwimmer would be a villain. Or like a sidekick to a villain. Not even, he's not even the bad guy. He's a henchman. I'm just picturing him in like this like evil outfit. Like in Star Wars. Like as like a Sith Lord. But it's David Schwimmer. And he looks like the poop Palpatine. But it's... We were on a break. He lifts up the hood and he's like... Pivot! (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, there's tears coming out of my eyes. See, yeah, Paul Rudd is a superhero. Yes, this is true, and he looks really good in the But Seth Rogen is is a warthog. He is a warthog, but that warthog is terrifying to look at. Like, listen, the Lion King remake was so boring and mediocre like you can look at it at a technical standpoint and be like wow i can't believe they did this and the way that they did it was really cool but like like the way that they made the movie was really interesting but like god it was so boring and like they didn't give enough lines to beyonce and then they were ah. like shit we didn't give enough lines to beyonce i don't know just throw her new pop song into in there I, it was weird, but Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen were perfectly cast as Timon and Pumbaa. I could just watch a whole movie just about them, which is why they should just make a live act, quote unquote, live action version of Lion King one and a half, mm. because they are the best characters, and I just watch a whole movie about them. I don't care about the other lions; they were very boring in this movie. I want to see Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa just living their dreams. I can't wait for cats. <laughs> Noticed your sticker too on your computer that says "What's a jellical cat?" Yeah, that was before the movie was uh, announced. I think when we when we saw me and my boyfriend saw um, uh, the Lion King in the theaters literally just last week, and a trailer for Cats came on, and I fucking flipped. I was so excited. And then at one point, Jason Derulo cat pops out of like the door, and my boyfriend just goes, "Ew." <laughs> and then, Appropriate response. And then yeah. they're like the the. Close up to Jennifer Hudson, like crying as a cat comes on, and this dude, like a couple seats next to us, goes, "Yo, what the fuck is that? That shit's disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> he like lost his fucking marbles. Oh, knocked up was lovely. Knocked up was a lovely. It was lovely. It was a lovely jaunt. I. It had highs and lows. It of had comedy. highs and lows. I would say my biggest criticism of it was that it was fucking long. Like, How long was it? That, it felt really long. I don't know if it was long. Uh, it was 129 minutes. Two hours and nine minutes. Two Holy nine crap. Minutes. It was really long. Yo, 2007. Hold up. We need to have a talk with you. <laughs> Come here. Come here close, 2007. Um, why are all your movies long? Why? Yeah, why are your movies long? 2007, you can be real with us. Like, what was it? We can't even talk because we all sat through a three-hour Avenger movie a couple months ago. I mean, that's true. And I just, I saw an article that was like, why are movies getting longer? I'm like, because nobody's stopping them. Well, movies, I think our, our solution to that is just having like all... No, 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 no. <laughs> like a, like a eight-episode seasons that are like all streamed it's just all tv well no that's basically yeah. like if you look at what is one of the shows 
That's just basically like a long movie. Like, the Dark Crystal. I'm watching it right now. There you go. Yeah. Or, or The Boys on Amazon Prime. Oh, I haven't watched that. Is it good? I haven't finished it, but oh. it is pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah, a yeah. lot of gore. No, I just like... Oh, good. Is it kind of like Watchmen? I haven't seen Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen's got a lot of gore. Ah. Um, but, yeah, I've, I'm okay. Listen, at the end of the day, like back in the day, movies were also very long in the theaters. And people went to the theaters and it was a whole day affair. But... The difference is that they had intermissions in movies. You can make your movie as long as you fucking want. Give me the entire uncut version of Avengers that's like five fucking hours long. That's fine, but I gotta pee at some point. I beg of you, please put an intermission in. I cannot keep doing this. I've started to feel old while watching movies. Because out of the like maybe last five movies I've seen in the theaters, I made a mistake of bringing a drink. And I would have to pee. Oh, yeah, I have such an overactive bladder now. Yeah. Nobody tells you about that, about aging. I used to have an iron bladder. Oh, my God. I used to joke that I had, like, a, like... I would tell kids. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I can hold my pee for, like, 15 hours. Alexa, I would say the same thing. what was that about? Why were you so proud of that? I would be like, I haven't peed in three days. Yes! Okay, well, nope. (laughs) Third grade, whew. I did not drink a lot of water. Oh, that's not good. I just could I just could hold my pee for a really really long time. Now, dude, I pee like seven times in like three hours. I just, I just really can't like stop. I like water. Yeah, water's delicious. You get older, you just you realize that water's delicious, and then you gotta pee all the time. Anyway, knocked up. That there was a lot of boobs. There was a lot of. Boobs. Should we talk about boobs now? There were a lot. Yeah, we can talk about boobs. There's a lot of boobs in it. It was interesting that that there was. I mean, a lot of the comedy, because it was like, it had a nice plot. Like it was like a good story of them trying to figure. Yeah, out it was a out. good. It was a good simple storyline of like boy meets girl. They're from two different worlds. One of them gets pregnant. They have to figure it out. Like I like that. I like a nice, simple, uncomplicated story. And I think their biggest form of comedy used there was a lot of shock value. A lot of shock value. Uh, being like like the the. With the eyes, shock value, just being showing images of a cooter. Yeah, they you did. Okay, so. Can they, you explain that? Yeah. Because that, that kind of hurt. So, Judd Apatow was very determined to use, um, like, real footage of a woman giving birth. So, I'm pretty sure at one point when they show that Katherine Heigl's giving birth, they literally show, like, the vagina and giving birth and like I like speaking as a woman who like there's a small chance I might have a baby one day I don't even want to see that on myself ever in my life I don't want to see either a real one or a fake one in a movie I'm gonna be real with you yeah it didn't look real it didn't look real uh, to me I don't know it, if you didn't tell okay, me that it was so a real the, I thought I would well, think that was I was fake. reading on Wikipedia that Anne Hathaway was actually originally supposed to be Katherine Heigl's role what? and then left Supposedly because she didn't like that Judd Apatow wanted to use real footage. What? Yeah, of a baby being born. I yeah. love Anne Hathaway. Me too. But honestly, if Judd Apatow was like, I'm going to show that, I'm going to be like, buddy, I just don't I want, think that's I want to a make good sure idea. the information is never out into the public of who is the baby and who... I know. Ha- like, think of... Uh, yeah, like, cause, I, they cause have to be Because there are two well. bad implications. There's either one, that's footage of somebody actually having a baby... Or two, that is a fake vagina that they made 
to look like it's having a baby, and both are bad scenarios. It gets even worse when you think about the whole thing I was going on about throughout the whole movie was that it was shot like a home movie. Yeah. For some reason, the camera and the like the style they were doing it was just all shot. handheld. And so, if you think about that, the, the lighting was about, very strange at points. I really hope Mr. Apatow didn't walk into an operating room <laughs> with a fucking GoPro <laughs> and just be like, "Hey, pick up. Ooh, sorry, this is not the bathroom." Oh God. Ew. <laughs> I, I really Ew. hope Mr. Apatow you didn't do that. Mr. Apatow, why? Oh, I don't like that at all. But yeah, they did show that. It was a little horrifying. There was a lot of gross-out humor. But aside from the beebs and the vagina giving birth, like there wasn't anything that was like terribly outwardly disgusting. Uh, and I'm pretty sensitive to disgusting things. And well... What about the politics? <laughs> so, at one point, speaking of boobs, because I feel like that got a little gross about boobs. Um, so they go at one point. So Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen start becoming very close. Over Seth Rogen can't figure out how to make Katherine Heigl happy because he's he's never been out for anybody else aside from himself his whole life yeah so he's trying to learn how to make a woman who's also going to be having their baby happy and like make her love her and whatever so he's struggling with that paul rudd is struggling with the fact that he's very unhappy in his marriage so the two of them kind of bond and gel and so at one point katherine heigl breaks up with seth rogan and he's all sad and paul rudd got in trouble for lying to his wife when he was going to fantasy baseball. Um, and so the two of them are like, we're going to go to Vegas together. <laughs> Just randomly. Just randomly. They're like, you want to go to Vegas? They're like, yeah. So then they drive to Vegas. They go to a strip club in which two topless lap dancers are, are giving them lap dances. And one... This is where it gets political, folks. Yes. One of the strippers is Stormy Daniels. Ooh, say it again. Stormy Daniels, baby. This is now a political film. The same person that had Paul Rudd's nose yeah, deep uh, in her Paul, body. First of all, they got Paul Rudd. Again, this is why I think he's a little bit of a low-key crazy person because he agreed to shove his whole schnoz into Stormy Daniels' ass cheeks. You gave the rose to him. Oh. You chose him. You know, he cleaned it. It's fine. It's like... <laughs> This was 12 years ago. If, it, if his nose isn't clean now, then I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, anyway, okay. um, but it's Stormy Daniels' ass cheeks. Uh, so this is now a political movie. Oof. And Paul Rudd, the same, honestly, he shoved his nose the same place that Donald Trump's hands probably were. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Ain't that gross? I want a restraining order against Donald Trump, and I've never even met him, and I don't plan on it. I, there's no situation in which I will, but I still want a restraining order because he's just nasty looking. Shortly after that scene was one of my favorite scenes to mm-hmm. go into a little bit of a good note. Yes. So the boys, uh, Paul, the boys, Paul and Seth, they 
take some mushrooms. Yes. And watch Cirque du Soleil. Which is honestly like a really good idea. <laughs> it is. And they have a good trip and Seth turns into a bad trip. Yeah. There's some creepy babies. Yeah. He starts getting freaked out by the imagery of Cirque du Soleil. Understandably. It's freaky sober. Oh yeah. And then there's like a weird baby in it, which honestly, if you told me that in a Cirque du Soleil, I've never even seen Cirque du Soleil. Oh, me neither. If you told me that at one point in Cirque du Soleil, a grown-ass man in a giant baby costume came out, I'd be like, yeah, And I was guess. just bouncing a ball yeah, laughing. bouncing a ball laughing. I'd be like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but that was what was going on in the Cirque du Soleil they saw. And then they managed to go back to their hotel room, and this is the scene I'm talking about. <laughs> They're still high on mushrooms, and Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd, respectively, are just... Freaking out. Freaking out about their lives. And yeah. they kind of break down, and for the first time... They talk real about their problems and situations and their with, their, with their girls. Yes. Uh, but it elevates it because they are still high on mushrooms. And Seth Rogen's having like a breakdown watching Cheaper by the Dozen. And um, Paul Rudd just gets so freaked out by how many chairs there are. Which is so, <laughs> so amazing. I so love that. So good. I, Seth, uh, Paul Rudd brings every single chair like in the hotel chairs. room and puts it into one room yes. and it's five different chairs and they they just have a second to applaud that yeah he just looks they like they pause the scene for him to be like there's five chairs and then like it lingers on the shot and then they continue i'm like and as he's going right. <laughs> as he's going through this breakdown he moves from chair to chair yeah like this chair has better energy Yes. While he puts his entire he mouth put his entire into, hand into his, his mouth. This is the boy you chose. Yeah. You know what? I, I like a man who's spontaneous. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. He puts his whole hand in his mouth. It's like it tastes like rainbows. <laughs> it's a good scene. It's and then that's that's where we really see Paul, um, his character, say what's really going on in his head. Yeah. That he's afraid. But, he he doesn't have the. Capability to love someone like the way yes. his wife loves him. He's afraid that people, he and Seth Rogen both have the actual underlying issue that they cannot believe that somebody of that of either Katherine Heigl or Leslie Mann's caliber that would love them, so they refuse to accept the love that they're given. And that's why Paul Rudd is very distant and whatever. And then Seth Rogen freaks out on him and is like, she's amazing and beautiful. And then, like, obviously he's talking about himself and Katherine Heigl, too. Yeah. And they that's where they realize that their crux of the issue is. So then Seth Rogen, they both leave Vegas, and Seth Rogen decides to turn his life around and get a job and get a nice apartment. Which, can we talk about this? All right. 2007, we have another problem. Yes. Come here. Come back close. <laughs> Come C- here. Hey, hey, 2007. We're not going to hurt you. No, no. Come no, here. No, we just want to talk. 2007. Um, so you're telling me Seth Rogen went from years, maybe a decade, I think they said, of being jobless, trying to make a website. <laughs> Living off of $1,400. Yeah. To just immediately getting a job, working for a web design company. And then, 2007, no, no, come here. And then he, just like that, gets an apartment that is huge enough to fit two people and a brand new baby. A gorgeous fucking apartment. Within two months, mind you, because the baby hasn't been born yet. So this is when she was seven months to nine months. In between that, he was able to get the job, work enough to get the money, to get the apartment. 
And he had that apartment for quite a while before the baby was born. And I take problem with this 2007, and it was Alexa that Do you know why? Me. Do you know why this was fine? Do you know why this was fine 2007? Because it was before the 2008 housing crisis, you bitch. We didn't want to, we didn't want to bring it up. We didn't want to be, make this, we didn't want but to make this an issue. It was very clear to us, all right? It was very clear that you were mocking us. You were so good. You were the biggest the bubble could be, and then could it you, popped. Could you imagine... I have what is what would be considered a quote unquote good job. Do you know what apartment I can afford? No apartment. I'm living with my parents because my good job won't let me get an apartment. But you're telling me that Seth Rogen wakes up one day and was like, I'm going to work for a web design company, entry what? level fucking job. And then he buys a three bedroom apartment. Oh, hello, Mr. Uh, Seth Rogen. What's your prior experience? <laughs> Do you have any prior experience to this job before we hire you in oh, web design? I made uh, what, what was, I made a website called Flesh of the Stars. I'm sorry. It's a uh, it's it's a website called Flesh of the Stars. Can it, you can you elaborate a little bit? It never actually launched. But uh, it's you're supposed to uh, when you go on, you get to see. At, in every movie, when an actress gets naked and shows boobs and or bush. Oh, just like Mr. Skin. Yeah, no, don't bring up Mr. Skin. Y- you're hiring. Oh, you're hiring. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just like that. <laughs> just like that. You know what? No just college. To make, just to make me feel better. This is definitely, he was definitely scammed by one of these, these banking advisors <laughs> that actually gave out the bad loans that caused the 2008 oh. housing. So you think in the like where the movie ended, if it keeps going, it keeps they're going. raising a child. They're gonna have some big gonna, financial yeah, issues. Yeah, they're gonna up. lose their apartment. It's gonna be rough. This is what you did, two thousand seven. God, this, you were so bright eyed and bushy tail. It's honestly like this is. If you look at movies, and this happened uh, to a grander scale after nine eleven, and then a little bit after the housing economic crisis. You can tell that there's a great shift in movies after, like, a, a big problem happens to the country. So, like, after 9-11, there was, like, a crazy shift in, like, the tone of movies. And then after the housing... And then we got kind of, like, we're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed again. And you know what? We've moved on. Not moved on. We've become stronger from the tragedy. Mm-hmm. And we will never forget. And we will never forgive. And we're going to keep going and look towards our bright future. And Are you talking about 9-11 still yes, or the and housing then, And then the housing... And then the, the market crashed in 2008. And everybody became poor again. And then all the movies just got sad again. Yeah. And now movies yeah. are about struggling... Um, Young adults instead of yeah, instead of young adults that are all living in like a career woman yeah, career woman (laughs) working for E. You're wait. (laughs) Yo, oh yeah, yeah. Can we? Oh wait, wait. We just we just had the same realization. You're telling me we just had the same realization. You're telling me that Seth Rogen got a fucking job as a as a web designer and was able to buy a gorgeous three bedroom apartment, but Catherine Heigl is a fucking on air talent for E News and she still lives in her sister's. Incredible! How does oh that make my sense? God. All right, Judd, Judd, <laughs> Judd, I want you to answer that one, buddy. Holy shit! I think that could actually maybe go into our next point of topic. Mm. 
we when we looked up the Wikipedia to this after the movie, we found out there was a lot of a little bit of backlash. Yeah, saying it was um a very sexist film. I now again living in the time that we are, I feel like people are much more emboldened nowadays to be a lot more openly sexist. I guess because. The subtleties are kind of yeah. Gone. The subtleties are kind of gone. So when I watched this movie, like my brain was kind of like, "This is kind of sexist." But I mean, have you looked <laughs> at white men trying to do comedy nowadays? Ooh. Like, hot topic. But I mean, it was there were some parts that I would say was I I didn't like that Leslie Mann's character would be like so phenomenally like shrill and crazy in some anal. scenes and anal and other scenes it was like we're very cool and chill and I was like that's a little strange um but Katherine Heigl in an interview for the movie said that well she did love working on the movie and she had a really good time she did find it a little bit sexist and then apparently like that really like had an issue like that really stuck and like had an issue on her career and stuff and people kept asking like seth rogan and katherine heigl and judd apatow like to this day like about it and then and she apologized and was like i shouldn't have really she didn't even say anything bad all she said was like yeah i was a little sexist i would say but i had a good time working on the movie and everybody was like this bitch how dare she and then uh i think judd apatow got a little upset and then they started making jokes about it which uncool dude but um eventually she apologized and then seth rogan was asked about it a couple years ago and he was like yeah no it's whatever like i wish he would apologize to me personally for hurting my feelings but that's okay but and apparently now like katherine heigl recently was like no we're friends like this was so long ago and i really like don't want to talk about it anymore and i don't blame them and this is all just stuff we garnered from yeah. a wikipedia page from a wikipedia on page. it yeah so it's just all just a little bit of messy. No, it's a little bit messy, and I have. But read... we can see it. Like yeah. after watching the movie, we we, we I, f- I feel like I still enjoyed it. I still really enjoyed it. But you and look at it, and you can yeah. see. Yeah, and I have read. I have read even prior to watching this movie that Judd Apatow does have a problem with like writing women, and if you do look at his movies, it's always kind of like a goofy dude getting ah. a very hot lady, which Adam Sandler has that problem too. Um, and, and it's big Seth Rogen. It's yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen's hot now, though, so he can, you know. It fits right into that male fantasy right, yeah. that you know, all you got to be is silly, your silly, goofy self, and you can get. And then you can get any hot yeah. lady. But I have read a lot about Judd Apatow, and he has. I haven't watched any of his more recent stuff, but he did say, like, you know, I do recognize that in the past my my stuff may have been sexist, and I'm going to try a lot harder to be. Like, write more dynamic characters, which, good, you fucking should. So. There you go, okay. <laughs> I, I, and again, I haven't seen any of his recent stuff. I've never watched his Netflix show. Like, so maybe, I, I hope he did, you know? Yeah. Because he's got a good, he's got a good vision. It's just, you know, write better characters. That's it. Mm-hmm. I, I, the movie was I good. liked it. I thought it was really funny. There were a lot of funny beats to it. The kids. Oh, yes. Can we talk about that? so Thank funny. you. Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann's kids were just so naturally kids. How the, old do you think they were? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like one, the oldest the one, was maybe eight. The little one couldn't really make sentences, so yeah. I can say I would say two or three. Okay. And then the older one, eh, seven or eight, maybe, maybe even yeah, I would Younger. say seven. Yeah, because at that point, when you're about seven, like 
you have a lot, you're, you can speak very clearly. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, she didn't seem like kind of like, you know, like little kids are a little bit spazzy. Yeah. Like she was very like in control of herself. One of the, I think maybe the second scene or the first scene. The second scene with them. Yeah. They're, they're in the car. With Katherine Heigl. And she's driving them to school. Yeah. And the oldest girl just randomly goes, I Googled murder. <laughs> she goes, you know what I, you know what I Googled yesterday? And Katherine Heigl's like, what? And she goes, murder. And I was like, oh my God. And then she's like, what did you learn? She's like, yeah, I saw pictures with like, blood and whatever and i was like that's such a kid thing. that's just ketchup that's just ketchup yeah it's such a kid thing to just randomly bring up some weird shit like that and i thought that was so funny and then at another point like she's talking about she's like i think i know where babies come from and they're like where she's like oh well a stork comes and drops it off and then it falls (laughs) into a hole in your head and then there's all these all this blood and and then your butt falls off and then you have to go (laughs) into your butt and find the baby but you can tell that like i don't even know that i don't know if it was like a line that she was fed and she had to say it or she was making it up but you can tell by the end like she was so tickled by herself that she was just giggling at her own lines and i thought it was so cute they were so funny because sometimes like kid actors could really be like what the fuck is this like Mm -hmm. they could kind of be like they could hinder the movie but i think they just kind of let the kids just be kids and i thought it was so cute yeah the kids were a definite plus yes definitely a plus want to rattle off the things that i wrote down here oh there was another oh i can't believe i forgot about this there was a line where um katherine heigl is uh basically like telling Leslie Mann about um, Seth Rogen and she's like oh he designs a website and shows her the website and Leslie Mann at the time at the top of it it says it says it's under construction at the top of the website it says coming soon but it's spelled c-u-m-m-i-n-g and she goes they spelled coming wrong oh no no I get it ew (laughs) just like the way presentation yeah just like the way that she said it was really really funny I also really liked the scene where they're, where um, Catherine Heigl thinks that she's pregnant and her and her sister are running through like a CVS and they buy four <laughs> bags worth of pregnancy tests. I just thought it was so funny because like I at one point, I'm not going to say any names because obviously, but I knew someone who thought she was pregnant and uh me and her and another friend of ours at like two o'clock in the morning we took a bus to walgreens (laughs) and bought like a pregnancy test for her to take in like a in in, like the walgreens bathroom and it wasn't as thrilling as running through and buying like a ton of them it ended up working out she wasn't pregnant and the sister had a pee on one as well yeah and she peed on one because she's like i don't she's like i don't believe that these can all work (laughs) and so she peed on one and then she like picked up one and she's like oh my god what does this mean? Am I pregnant too? She's like, oh no, you picked up the wrong one. She's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I got to bring it back to my boy, Jason Seagal Siegel. Yes. Uh, he had a good a little through line throughout the movie. Yeah. Where he was trying to get with... Uh, Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann, who is married, mind you. And so... And in real life, married to Jed, a- Jed Apatow for like a long time. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he's also trying to like talk with... Uh, Catherine Heigl a lot and he says one line that goes your body is responding really well to the pregnancy <laughs> and he's just he's, he 
says that so gynecology is a that, hobby. Yeah, at the end. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's still trying to hit on Leslie Mann, and you can hear in the background, like, Catherine Heigl is screaming because she's, she's giving in labor. birth. And he's like... And, uh, Jonah Hill and Jay Baruchel are like freaking out and then she's uh, Leslie Mann is like no this is what happens and <laughs> Jason Siegel is like he's like you know I, I'm only like a, a casual I only have a casual hobby in gynecology <laughs> but it sounds like she's crowning <laughs> And she was. And she was. She was. She was. So he uh, he does his research. They also he called gynecology, uh, gynecology at one point, and I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that they used all their real names. You, yes. You found that out. I noticed that all of the friends of Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen had a character name. His name ben was Stone. Ben Stone. Ben Stone. And his father was played by uh, Harold Ramis, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but... Yeah, all of his friends just used all their real names. Like Jonah Hill was just Jonah. It was just Jason and Jay and uh, Martin. <laughs> Knock off. Uh, what did I say before? Oh. Oh, flip. Oh, I forget. I can't remember. I written, it, written it down. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. This is a lull point. In the <laughs> podcast. We've hit a lull. <laughs> Seth Rogen was playing fetch with the kids. Oh yeah, when they that were was good. when she was first trying to introduce them, he's like outside playing with the kids, but he's just treating them like dogs and like playing fetch with a baby, which I just thought was so funny because I was like, man, sometimes it does come down to that. Like, I've definitely when you're done with that. Kids, like sometimes you just—I mean, obviously it was to show him like he feels awkward around children, but like as someone that does deal with kids a lot like family members and whatever like sometimes it just gets exhausting and you just like play fetch with them (laughs) no yeah they don't notice exactly you just give them a little thing to do they're having a a good time too they feel like they're doing something important (laughs) Uh, i think the last thing we have written here that we haven't talked about is i wrote down she's helping with boobs this is when it was a little montage, kind of in the beginning, maybe middle, oh, yeah. where Catherine Heigl is getting closer to Seth Rogen, and they're both kind of helping each other out. Mm-hmm. And so there's this part of the montage where she's also watching these movies, trying to get the timestamps of whenever there's boobs on screen. And she got real excited that there was boobs on screen, and yeah. all the guys were cheering, it and was it was a really nice one. It was really cute. I also thought it was a really cute moment where, like, when... The baby, because like Seth Rogen's friends have not been like supportive of him having this baby at all. Of him and Catherine Heigl deciding to keep the baby and have it, they're like so not into it. Except for Jay Baruchel at the beginning, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, And I also thought it was funny that Jay Baruchel just had a tattoo of the Canadian flag on his (laughs) chest. I don't, I don't think he actually has that in real life. But how funny would it be if he did? but at the like they haven't been supportive of him the whole movie and then at the end when like he comes out and he's all excited and he's like oh it's a girl they all get so excited and they jump around him and I don't know I just thought that was very sweet. Yeah. I thought that was a nice moment. I thought it was a sweet movie. It was. It there was were nice. some parts that I I did not like seeing that vagina. Yeah. No. No, you're If god for if I ever do have children like just I'll You'll be finding me. No one will be finding me because I will be in the woods just squatting by myself. No one has to see that. <laughs> not even me. There you go. If I could just like not even be awake during it and also nobody else is there and there are no doctors to look at me. Um. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
childbirth yeah. is disgusting and so is pregnancy. I find it very weird. I guess I understand some people. They think it's like beautiful because they're like, oh, cool. Like you're growing, which I guess in a, in a, uh, theory, it is kind of cool. You are growing a whole ass human inside of you. But I think it's fucking weird and you look weird. It's And both. it's gross. And childbirth is just gross. Oh, I don't like it. And you can't even be like, oh, well, you've never had a kid. No, my mom has had two kids, and she thinks it's gross, too. So there. And that's where we're going to end it. (laughs) All right. Where would you put this on our list of movies? So right now, number one is Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Yeah. What is our number two? What is our number two? We're we're starting to... This is number six for just the sheer number of movies. Yeah. We've done Happily Never After. Yeah. We've done TMNT. Yeah. Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Oh my god, Spider-Man 3. There were so many shout-outs to Spider-Man 3 in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And at one point James Franco was in it like promoting Spider-Man 3 and I like to think that Judd Apatow was like he called him up there like, "Hey, I'm also shooting a movie right now. I know you're shooting Spider-Man 3. Can you like do a little joke about like starring in it as James Franco?" And he's like, "Sure. I just finished this weird scene where I shoved pie in my mouth. <laughs> so I'll be right over." <laughs> Which okay, good Good job, 2007. <laughs> that was good. So it's very it's timely film. Happily Never After, TMNT, Spider Man 3, uh, Walk Hard, Dewey Cox Story, mm-hmm. Epic Movie, mm-hmm. and now Knocked Up. Those yeah. are our six. Those are our six. Walk Hard yeah. is number one. What would you put number two? I don't know. I think Knocked Up. I think, I think Knocked Up. I think Knocked Up gets yeah. number two. Gets number two. We should really write down this list. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah, I think it's number two. I think. And I, I, it definitely does not take the cake. I think Walk Hard had a lot more out loud laughs. It was... Their shock values were better implemented as yes, well. Yes. But I I think that Knocked Up was a pleasant film. Yeah. I thought it was pleasant. Um, and I, I liked watching it. My only thing was that it was so fucking long. Yeah. They really... There was a lot of stuff that could have been cut out. Yeah. Like, I agree. The beard kind of thing. The beard thing, or like a, that weird scene where, like, out of there was such a weird scene where they're all in the waiting room, and all of a sudden it then cuts to the beard guy and Jonah Hill just like in You're wheelchairs, right. like fighting each other. It was so strange. I was like, You're and then right. it just cuts back to them being back in the waiting room, and I was like, that did nothing. Little, like that did that did nothing. There was a lot of scenes that I was like. This didn't advance the plot at all. So it gets number two. It gets number two. That's pretty good for big us. Big shout out. Big love. Now we have to go and uh, see a comedy show. So and so we're going to wrap this up real quick. Guys, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for staying with us. Don't forget that Gina Royale. <laughs> don't forget Gina Royale. Well, don't forget her. Yeah, you shouldn't. But she sang the song 20-something off the album Yellow, which we are using graciously and i gotta say i made it better <laughs> did you <laughs> did you i no yeah. no i gotta be honest i did not oh my alarm's going off it is okay um be sure to the rate us on itunes leave us a review that would be really cool yeah uh, you can sell us to us on spotify uh you can follow us on our socials every 2007 comedy uh, Tell us what we should watch next. Yeah, we have a long list of, of 2007 movies. If you want to send us a message and ask us what we want to, what we should watch next. If you want to sponsor us. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. If you want to give us money. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> give us your nice. money. If I'm sitting on it. 
I took a chair from the kitchen, and my mom's like, I have to find this missing chair. My ass is in it. Paul Rudd took it. <laughs> it's Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah, this is the end. This is the end, my friend. What do you have to say? Um, well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in 2007. <laughs>